0: It's one thing for the Scriptures to tell us to fear God and God alone. It's another thing to see this man Elijah stand before a king and a queen and tell them what they're going to do. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him. Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I shall have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith that is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. After a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. So we now turn to this individual named Elijah, who is one of the most interesting one of the most dynamic, one of the most intriguing, exciting people in all of our Bibles. He was a prophet, he was a preacher, he was a political reformer, he was a miracle worker among lots of other things. He is a character that excites our imagination. He is such an arresting individual that he just grabs our attention and he holds it. And the stories about him are those kinds of stories that will stick with you throughout your entire life. As um, arresting a and interesting of a character he was, we see this in the New Testament. Because who else do we find in the New Testament who is a character from the Old Testament that literally when the Son of God shows up and begins his ministry as the ministering Son of God, people say about him, Is this Elijah? Or when he asks his disciples, Who are people saying that I am? They answer, A lot of people say you're Elijah. Or when he was hanging from the cross, moments, minutes from death, and he cries out to the Father, and those who are standing by the foot of the cross, scoffing at him, say, No, 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 wait, wait. Let's see if Elijah comes and helps him. So what a character is this guy, Elijah? He is known, I think, best of all for his boldness, for his courage, for his in-your-face style. We know that John the Baptizer in the New Testament is one whom Jesus himself said, he is not Elijah in the flesh, but he is here in the spirit of Elijah. And so we know that John the Baptizer, if anything, he was himself bold and courageous and in-your-face. He's the one whose head was separated from his lower body because he didn't hold his tongue in telling King Herod how he was sinning by taking his brother's wife as his own. So this bold character named Elijah is not only bold and courageous, but he's also pretty weird. He's like a lot of the prophets. He did some weird things. He, he did some, uh, he said some weird things, not the weirdest, Isaiah was pretty strange at moments. Jeremiah did some strange things, but Elijah was right on there with him. Elisha, who will follow Elijah, was also a very strange one as well at times. All of this, of course, is in the Spirit of the Lord, but uh, he was a little bit off uh, the normal beaten path at times. But he is the individual that was known in the Old Testament as such a miracle worker, such a bold and courageous miracle worker. He was the human architect of the greatest showdown between good and evil outside of the workings of the Lord Jesus himself. He was the architect, the human architect, of the greatest showdown between good and evil that we know of in our scriptures. He commanded, as we read in our text earlier, he commanded kings, and they listened to him. So this man Elijah is going to have a lot for us. God is going to have a lot for us through the life of, and the words and the ministry of this man, Elijah. He was a prophet who lived at a turning point. There are many turning points in our Bibles, many times at which the story of God's people took a turn, took a drastic, radical turn. Elijah lived during one of the greatest, the most profound turning points in all of the history of God's people. We'll get in more into that a little bit later. But one of the interesting things about the turning point of Elijah was this, that he not only was a prophet, he was really the first prophet. There were those who came before Elijah who are called prophets, who did the work of prophets. We think of Samuel who prophesied. We think of Moses who's called a prophet by the New Testament. We think of even King David who's called a prophet. So there were those before Elijah who who did the work of prophets, but they also did other things. In fact, they were mostly known for doing other things. Like Moses was the leader of the people. Samuel was the priest and the leader of the people. David, of course, is the king. So they, they were prophets in a sense, and they did prophesy, but they weren't true prophets in the sense that that's all they're known for. Elijah and some of his contemporaries that we'll read about through the story of Elijah... They were the first of God's people who were known as prophets, and which that's basically what they did, was prophesy. A little bit later, we're going to see the phenomenon of writing prophets, who not only spoke prophecy, but they wrote it down. We know Isaiah, Jeremiah, and others that did such things as that. But Elijah really is the forerunner. He's the first of the age of prophets. And he's going to usher in what's sometimes called the school of prophets or the the age of prophecy. So let's turn now to this man named Elijah. And we're going to spend almost the entire morning this morning just really setting the stage, just understanding the background, what's going on in Israel at this time. What should we know about the surrounding events of Elijah's life that will help us to understand why God did what He did through this man, Elijah. So the first question that we will ask is about the spiritual helpfulness of, of studying. I can't speak. The spiritual helpfulness of Elijah. How, is it helpful for us to study Elijah? And if so, why is that? Well, there's at least three reasons why we know that it is very helpful, spiritually speaking, for us to study this man, Elijah. And the first is a very generic, sort of a general reason. And that is that the Word of God tells us that all of God's Scripture is profitable, is spiritually profitable for us. Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen and seventeen tells us all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training, and righteousness, that the man or the woman of God may be equipped for righteousness, complete in every good work. So we know that the study of Scripture is all profitable. That's not to say that all Scripture is equally profitable to study, but all Scripture is profitable for us spiritually. And so studying the life and the ministry of Elijah will be profitable for us. But that's sort of a generic, a general sort of reason. Let's get a little bit more specific. We also know that Elijah serves for us as a particular example. Not a generic example, but a particular, a special example for us. And here's the reason for that. James chapter 5 and verse 10 tells us, as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Now, we just said that Elijah was really the first of the prophets. So James says, here's an example for you, an example of suffering, an example of patience. Look to the prophets, look to their lives, and they will serve as an example for you. So we might ask the question, well, what sort of an example can Elijah serve for us? Because Elijah just seems like this superhuman sort of Christian. He was the one who commanded that a drought begin, and then commanded that the rains begin again, and slay the 450 prophets of Baal, and all these different things, this... Even raised someone from the dead. No one else in the Old Testament who raised an individual back to life from the dead. So, how can this man, Elijah, be an example for us? Because he seems like such a superhuman type of Christian. In fact, for many years in the early parts, the early centuries of the church, there were many who believed that Elijah wasn't human, that he was some sort of angel who had come to earth to minister for a time, because, as you know, Elijah didn't die a physical death. In fact, not only did he not die a physical death as one of two people in the Old Testament that didn't die a physical death, he was the only one in the Old Testament who not only didn't die a physical death, but we know how he was taken. Enoch is the other. And so Enoch, we know, walked with the Lord and then he was not, meaning that the Lord took him without physical death, but we know not how. Elijah, on the other hand, not only do we know he didn't experience physical death, we know how he didn't experience physical death. And it was by the most phenomenal means that we can imagine. It's almost too phenomenal to to imagine even a movie being about something this strange and otherworldly as a chariot of fire with horses of fire. And then the chariot of fire and the horses of fire are taken up into heaven in a whirlwind. So how can this man, Elijah, that was the center of such incredible things, be an example for us? Well, James goes on to tell us a few verses later. So a few verses from verse 10, when when James says, take as an example the prophets, he says this. He wants to give an example, of a, a specific example of the power of prayer. And who does he turn to but Elijah? So he says... Let me give you an example of the power of prayer. He says this in verse 16, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. For example, Elijah. But then look at what he says about Elijah. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Or if you're reading the King James, I think it says passion like ours. Okay. So basically what James is saying is that, that Elijah was just like you. And just like me, he wasn't this man of such great and powerful faith that raised him above all of us normal believers in God. Instead, as Jesus will say when he tells a story about faith the size of a mustard seed, Jesus' point there is not how much faith you have. His point is in whom is your faith placed? Because even the smallest amount of faith placed in God is powerful enough to relocate mountains. So Elijah, according to James, was exactly like you and I. He was a man with weaknesses, as we'll see. He was a man with human weaknesses. He was a man with spiritual weaknesses. But, it's, but James says, he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. And he prayed again in the heavens, gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. So in that way, Elijah is a not only just a courageous, bold, miracle worker, uh, but he is an example for us because he is just like us. And what a helpful thing that the Scriptures give to us when they give us examples of what we are to gain from the Scriptures. For example, here's an example, no pun intended. For example... It is one thing for the scriptures to tell us to pray without ceasing. For all the prayers that are prayed in Jesus' name are heard and answered. It's one thing for the scriptures to tell us that. It's another thing to see Elijah pray that the skies be shut and they they are shut. And the skies be opened and they're opened. It's one thing for the scriptures to tell us to trust in the Lord to be not anxious about anything for God knows what we need and He will supply what we need. It's one thing for the Scriptures to tell us that. It's another thing to see His servant fed by ravens. It's one thing for the Scriptures to tell us to fear no man, to fear God and God alone and fear not man. It's another thing to see this man Elijah, whom we'll learn a little bit more about him and who He was. It's, a little, it's another thing altogether to see Him stand before a king and a queen and tell them what they're going to do. It's one thing for the Scriptures to tell us that the wages of sin is death. And it's another thing altogether for us to see the wicked queen Jezebel lying on the pavement with dogs licking her blood in the same spot as Naboth, whom she had put to death. So it's one thing for the scriptures to tell us these things. It's another thing for the scriptures to show us. As we've talked about in our study of Philippians, as Paul says to look to the examples of those who follow Christ, we not only need the example of of Jesus in his perfect sinless example, we also need the example of sinful humans, who in the power of the Spirit are putting to death the works of the flesh in themselves. And so... In that way, Elijah will serve as a specific example for us in these ways and other ways. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Truth That Transforms with pastor and Bible teacher Jason Wilkerson. Truth That Transforms is the daily teaching broadcast of Disciples Fellowship Church. We invite you to visit our website where you will find more resources to help in your journey of discipleship. You can find us at www.disciplesfellowshipnc.com or connect with our Facebook page at Facebook slash NC. Truth That Transforms exists to glorify Jesus Christ through the teaching of His sanctifying and disciple-making word.